I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one. Do you want anything from the shop? Call it out. Chocolate! It doesn't say anything about a chocolate, does it? No. No, it doesn't. Sure it doesn't. So fuck off! My boss says he can eat 50 eggs, he can eat 50 eggs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! You're certifiable, Quint, you know that? You're certifiable! Hello, Dimitri. Listen, I, I can't hear too well. Do you suppose you could turn the music down just a little? Oh, that's much better. Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of the Spool Podcast. We are here in Spool Recording Studios with our very special guest, Ethna Shortall, to talk all things Oscars. Hello, Ethna. Hello, I'd like to thank Nigel and Porik and the Academy and the man himself. Don't forget And God. God and God, yes, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so what's fun about today is that we're in the middle of the Dublin Film Festival and the election, and yet we're trying to get our heads into the Oscars space. And I think we can, because this is an amazing year due to the Irish interest. Um, also, I'm just back from the dentist and my mouth is swelling up, so who knows what could happen. Um, I figured it might be fun to actually go back and watch the Best Pictures nomination. A bit for, not, not all not, not all yeah. eight of them and so we'll, we'll go watch back. the Oscars for three hours and come back to it uh, no the bit where the, the best pictures are actually nominated because it was such a sort of historic moment for that so let's take a breather we are pleased to announce the film selected as the best picture nominees they are The Big Short Brad Pitt Dee Dee Gardner and Jeremy Kleiner producers Bridge of Spies Steven Spielberg Mark Platt and Christy McCosco-Krieger, producers. Brooklyn, Finola Dwyer and Amanda Posey, producers. Mad Max Fury Road, Doug Mitchell and George Miller, producers. The Martian, Simon Kinberg, Ridley Scott, Michael Schaefer and Mark Huffam, producers. The Revenant, Arnon Milshon, Steve Golan, Alejandro G. Ayatitu, Mary Parent, and Keith Redman, producers. Room, Ed Guiney, producer. And Spotlight, Michael Sugar, Steve Golan, Nicole Rocklin, and Bly Pagan Faust, producers. So there we go. I think you told us during that that you actually watched that live. Yeah, I watched it in the Sunday Times office and I, I think it was the start of the two o'clock Irish time, I think, because everyone was just mm-hmm. coming back from lunch. And as each category was coming up, I would shout it out to the office. But like the Lenny Abramson one was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Because we'd been talking about it earlier and I was saying like, he should get it. I really think that Room is a hugely directed piece. I mean, you're working with a kid, first of all, that, that just instantly means good director if you're getting a good performance. But also because it's shot in such a small space, the cinematography, all that kind of stuff. But I was saying to people earlier, there's no way he's going to get it. So when that name came up and for best director, that was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And everyone in the office was really excited. That's when you know, like sometimes people talk about begrudgery for Irish people, yeah. about other people's success. But like there was genuinely, everyone was just delighted. It was like, here's a good man, like a good director that's worked hard, that has made a lot of films, has a really good back catalogue. He and now he's getting recognised for it yeah. and everyone was just genuinely really happy and likewise with Element and with Ed Guiney and all these like you know they've been making films or Ed Guiney has been making films for about 20 years and finally at this they actually got elevated up to this uh, level and it was great and then we didn't even get to mention Brooklyn in that little bit um, that to me was a big surprise for Best Picture I kind of had a hunch that Room might get the picture nomination but the fact that Brooklyn hopped in there too was mm. 
insane. Like, because we all had it. We had it on in work as well. We had it on literally in work because it was on RT player as well as YouTube. That's funny, isn't it? It was on in work. Uh, um, but with it, we were kind of racking them up before. We're like, you know what? We could end up with like nine. Like, kind of, or sorry, could we get? Sorry, not nine. If they get to nine or ten best pictures, it could fit in. But like, you, you were racking them up the best fiction nominees, mm. and you're like, there's no way that both Room and Brooklyn can kind of sneak in here. Mm. It's uh. there, and then they did. And then there was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Lenny was definitely the big surprise for a director. Emma Donoghue was kind of a foregone that she'd get nominated. And Brie a lot Larson. Of Aunt Brie and Saoirse for Brooklyn, I suppose, was a nice touch as well. But then to put the dampener on it, is it that likely that we're going to win anything? I read this no, very convincing piece, interestingly enough, uh, in the paper, one of the papers at the weekend, uh, about Room and how it could be the most insane dark horse to win best picture I think it's nonsense but they put together this argument that the last time um, a surprise one came along was in 2005 when Million Dollar uh, Baby is that what it's called the Hillary Swank boxing one Um, who was the host in 05 Chris Rock Chris Rock and then and everyone the whole momentum was with something else that year I can't remember uh, the Aviator, I think it was. Oh yeah, and everyone said, "Oh, it's pretty much that was classic." And lots we of hit other Martin things. Scorsese. Yeah, mm. and then Million Dollar Baby hops in there and got it. So I, think I don't think it is going to happen. For but it's a wide upset. open thing. You've got three heavyweights. Yeah, the Big Short, Revenant, the Revenant, Spotlight, and Spotlight. Yeah, um, as the three heavyweights. So if they are all big industry backed things, each studio kind of backing them, and maybe there's the space for this independent little one Mm. that's also the only one actually led by uh, like such a strong kind of female thing I know Brooklyn is as well Um, but Brooklyn you could almost argue they've twisted a bit more in America by to show it as being this broader love story thing whereas you know Brie Larson as mother is still central to Roomba and so maybe that will get a certain female I don't think it's going to happen but there was this for like three seconds when I was reading the headline I was like really maybe but I think we because they're Irish and and it's so rare that a genuinely Irish film or co-production as they both are are up for an Oscar that we really concentrate on it and I mean I, I've written so much about them already and yeah. I'm sure like the producers and directors are sick of talking about it but we think about it but if you if you try and take that out of it and look at the objective global worldwide kind of view I don't think anyone's talking about Room to win I think it's it's no. very much Revenant or Spotlight yeah and box office wise they are but I think the only thing going for Room is that I think it's very unlikely I don't know if it's ever happened in the history of the Oscars where a best director in film has been to back to back two years so I don't I think what maybe do you mean The Revenant so won't p- get best picture maybe and because Birdman Alejandro is. mightn't get best director because he just got it last year you know yeah. so I think and I think he deserves it for director and film probably but I just think with their thing they were like no he had it last year we're not yeah. going to give it to him so is your money on Spotlight Spotlight yeah but I think the outside thing could be Lenny for director I would love I think that's the one if it deserves anything I mean I know the one it's going to get it would seem is Brie Larson and that's great but um, I think the one it deserves is Lenny for director like that's why I really thought it was great when he was nominated and it's such a well directed piece it's fundamental to it I mean screenplay is excellent as well but it is about how it was directed but I think the odds are the odds are really against him is he actually the least likely to win oh he's gone up to 50 or 60 so put your rent on it now guys and you'll be set up for life so what are you going to call for best picture then Best Picture, I, I think I went for the big short in my lottery, but I actually can see The Revenant getting director and picture again, even though okay. uh, you're yeah. saying 
it's an unlikely one but I have in my ballot that I filled out I think yeah. it's the big short okay I could reveal something else on Sunday we, we've done secret ballots that we'll oh, reveal yeah. on Sunday and now what do you think um, well on my secret ballot I put down The Revenant but I mean I haven't even seen it it's the only one <laughs> oh, I haven't really, seen yeah, yeah. but I'm I, as um, you two will know I'm always so cold and calculated about betting on the Oscars and I yeah. take all emotion out of it except for that one year when I bet against Vicky Cristina Barcelona it was at Penelope Cruz and because I didn't like the film and I really that's the year I lost and that was just terrible um, this year though way more open even the fact that going into it this year we've got three that are like have won their different branch like I think it's it seems way more open but maybe on Sunday night Monday morning it'll be like nah yeah what we thought won won but what what, what <laughs> of the three then does everyone think is going to win I think Revenant will actually even though well, even though standing... the director's branch the director's no I think sorry. actually Spotlight's going to win best film and <laughs> the Revenant is going to win best director. director best director but the yeah. thing is like even I follow the money uh, like always you mm. know because I mean that's it when there's money involved people get really serious and I'm just like okay I look at the like, gold derby and a few what a few um, oh because they, they do the aggregate yeah exactly yeah. and then what a few experts are saying whatever and then I'm just like okay I'm just taking my heart out of this but even when I do that um I, I still can't get my head around how Sylvester Stallone say for example is such favourite to win like it just doesn't make sense to me it doesn't make sense to me because in maybe not as, as personal snobbish view but I have this view that the Academy would think no we're not giving this action hero oh, but that's Oscar Gold he's so old he's he, it's the biggest gap he was nominated for Rocky the first one for his screenplay uh, he didn't get it and now like 40 years later he's coming back it's actually probably his best performance yeah no no and I mean I because I, I, I've you know read the analysis and I'm like okay but just if I looked at it and, and thought nothing it doesn't make sense to me because it doesn't seem like an Oscar film but the other thing is like he didn't win at the BAFTAs he didn't win the Screen Actors Guild like the other things that you usually follow to see yeah, yeah. but there's just kind of recent ones and I'm like well they're two big ones and you weren't was it well, even they're the probably more serious like the Oscar is just the most popular yeah like, mm. well this is the, the other part of it that we will talk about more but like the mechanics of how this is dictated with the Golden Globes it's a tiny group in the Hollywood Foreign Press Association perhaps you're in it I don't know are you? I'm not <laughs> no but I don't even no one seems to know who they are and they joke about it at the show every year they bring out you know all these strange Eastern European voters and you know there's like five of them but the thing with the Oscars is that the Academy is made up of this broader kind of thing they only have finished voting on like what last Tuesday I think so about a week ago so like they're very much in the minute so like when when they start seeing these things about Sylvester Stallone being a tour de force return to form and all this kind of nonsense stuff then they get manipulated by that and that's what they well, actually vote for well I don't even so if they had to vote last December they, like no one was talking about him as even being a contender but... for this kind of thing and then now you wonder about that momentum just kind of yeah, I don't think it along. makes them vote for them. It makes them move like they have like say before the shortlist even out, they have like hundreds, thousands, I don't know, of screeners. And like how but many they don't of them even have do to watch act- them? But that's what sure. I mean. Yeah. How many do they actually watch? And I'd say whatever one they vote for, they I would hope they probably do watch. But like they probably watch, you know, five percent of the films they get sent. And so that's why you see things that like I mean, like again, taking the Irish films, like uh Lenny Abramson and Ed Guiney have just been out there relentlessly trying to, you know, attending um, events, trying to get um, a bit of publicity I mean they rebuilt the room from room you know which is a total gimmick in a totally acceptable great way because they're the things you have to do to try and get your screener up to the top of the pile yeah. and, and to get somebody to just watch it and yeah. then you yeah. hope that the power of the content will actually and especially for a smaller film like that across. you know yeah 
Um, into the one thing while before we leave the best picture thing because we'll go into the other categories first. Um, bit, is it a bit annoying this whole uh, maybe not the conversation about the Irish film? Like we we talked about loads last year about how we define it. These are co-productions as well. Both of them have this Canadian interest. Brooklyn. Well, I think a lot spark. Yeah, yeah. are we a BAFTA. bit bored? I just heard a thing on the radio about it, and in I don't um, really care kind of about the BAFTA. Thing. Yeah, it's, well, like, nah. it's kind of gone. I think because it, you know, like to bring the general election in that that was three weeks, a three week campaign, and it's really good fun because it's that meant a time, meant a time. But the Oscars has been going on for a couple of months, and like even like you know, I'm I I'm sick of hearing the director. Well, it's not actually John Crowley, really, not really the Brooklyn director, but Lenny and that. Like I'm almost sick of how much I and I and I really like hearing him being in. But I can't imagine how sick he must be of talking about it at this point. You know, mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's kind of just it's it's like okay, we've done this now. Can we just have the award winners and move on? I mean, you can already see films coming out, Irish films that could be possible contenders for next year's. You know, like it's it's kind of time to move thing, on. The thing that annoyed me more was there was when Brooklyn came out, the press for it, they were saying it's the biggest Irish film since Michael Collins, and I was like. Um, what about Mrs. Brown's boys? They just totally passed over that. And now I know that was largely well, funded by the UK. And no, but it wasn't but like, big in the States. I don't even think it got an American release. So No, but I mean the PR for Brooklyn were like saying, this is the biggest Irish film in Ireland. And I, yeah. and I was like, come on, lads. Like, Mrs. Brown's boys was really popular. We're secret fans brand. of Mrs. Brown's yeah. boys. So I was kind of like, that annoyed me more than BAFTA claiming Brooklyn as a British yeah. But also that I, because I got that press release as well saying, you know, like they've gotten the biggest box office in Ireland since Michael Collins. And, but the main of kind of press and online stuff that just reported it verbatim mm. and no one thought about it and then I think I think it was Donald Clark actually yeah, someone initially pointed it, it out print, yeah. yeah and okay but like some people just went yes okay I'll take this press release and I'll put it down that is a personal gripe about yeah, like yeah. how people do journalism but I mean that's how reckless many, you know to, but to open the thing further how many dedicated Irish film journalists are there now digging in who aren't just going like you know you go to yeah, where I mean, that was pretty just, much single figures of people who actually are investigating the industry at that kind of like yeah but you should think anyone anyone who's an interest in film and an Irish film anyone that's a journalist should double check the thing they're being sold before it doesn't even have to be you don't have to be an expert you just have to question it did the film board have anything to do with Mrs. Brown's boys Um, I'm not sure it got section 481 which is tax breaks Um, if you make kind of big budget things here yes I I have a feeling that they don't it, and therefore I, we get a certain spin I'm on. trying to think of it had the graphic before the titles uh, yeah I have a feeling because Universal maybe pushed no it. they didn't they didn't get film board money they and didn't. so then no. yeah so then maybe the narrative that we get about how strong Irish film is is a slightly skewed one I mean, because it goes through the film board and it's, about, which is fine because like, it is incredibly strong we claim Room is an Irish film and by, to look at Room if you didn't know anything you wouldn't think this is an Irish it's film no. No. I mean, yeah. Miss Brown's Boys is an Irish actor huge amount of Irish yeah. cast set in Dublin massive Dublin accents I mean, it's very definitely an Irish film. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, yeah, and similar. Yeah, because what got in my head is that I didn't see it last year, but Eleven Minutes, the Polish Irish one that I'm not sure I saw, but then that's mm. an Irish co-production, and then yeah. the one uh, well, Strangerland as well. Like that's that's just out. You know that Nicole Kidman yeah. film. I mean, that's an Irish film. It's an yeah. Irish writer. It's got Irish money in it, but anyway. it doesn't look like one. Anyway, I feel we've had that conversation about a million times, whether yeah. it's in on record on record or in the pub. Uh, yeah, so I suppose following on from film director, maybe just really quickly, you think? Oh, we've already outlined who we're going yeah. for there. Who are you going for? In uh, in the early in the early your Ditto. money, yeah, yeah, same here. I like it. I'm just disappointed Todd Haynes isn't in there. Um, but I like the point you made earlier, just to go back to director, whereby it shouldn't. It's good when they recognise direction. 
mm. as a as a skill and how to work with the space and the people in it and not just honor like for years you know my, my mother would say to me what's the difference like why do they have different ones for picture and director like they don't direct themselves like but it mm. is a different thing like there was nothing in Brooklyn that made you or the big no short, offense I to thought. John Carley yeah or the big short it was a strong script a great story but there's nothing showy about the direction I mean there's I, I bet against Spotlight for best film but to me that is an absolute example and it's so rare of a film that should win best film because I think I've said this to Porik off uh, recording but like it's not about it's not a vehicle for an ego at all it's not about the director it's not about any cast member very much an ensemble they're in the background it's about the story that, that Spotlight is about it's about the narrative and that it just is like a best picture very definitely you know it's not one person it's everything and everyone together but mm. I followed the money and didn't bet on it is Carl Todd Haynes your biggest kind of snub for you well it got six Part so we have the thing so The Revenant we've mentioned got 12 in total Mad Max 10 The Martian 7 Spotlight is Mad six. Max going to win any do you think apart from um, he's makeup ones. makeup stuff yeah. yeah yeah your woman the bag lady from the BAFTAs oh, did yeah. costumes yeah for costume Mad Max, and makeup so. and I guess yeah. any kind of it'd be aesthetics great. yeah it'd be great cinematography is it up for probably if it's that, up for 10 I mean I would think it would be a good chance for cinematography as well yeah. it is John Seal very good um, but, but I would love to see George Miller take the director thing if Lenny doesn't get it because okay, again yeah. it's honouring but then maybe I'm buying into that story of the person returning yeah. a bit it's also a brilliant film so yeah. um, anyway do we know our other bit of trivia about Irish film as well Mr Donald Leeson being in five of the things I think I added up 22 nominations that he has associated he has oh right well that he could argue because he's got Brooklyn Star Wars The Force Awakens The Revenant and Ex Machina is he going this is it he apparently didn't have an invitation to the Golden Globes even though he's in all these films yeah. poor Dumbledore he's the ultimate you wonder really uh, we're kind of forgetting us before we go off to Irish right. thing you might know the name um, Viva the, no the guy who's nominated for the short yeah Stutterer is yes. the name of the film I forget the director's name I haven't checked um, he's, I, he's from Dublin but he uh, studied film in London and lives there We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. Paddy, he's a paddy. Oh, yeah, yes. Um, but but definitely, it, it, like, in another year, we would be wetting ourselves over the fact that there's Irish interest in one of the short. It's what we, you know, it's what, what we tend to Yeah, like, we kind of watch it so the every fact year. We, so yeah. it's going to be a lot more interesting when we watch it, like, mm. this year. Um, and a lot more people, I think, will be stand up to watch it, maybe. I wonder if pubs will announce they'll, you know, do non alcohol shows. Club, you maybe. hear about stuff in the IFI in. Um, in uh, was it when the was it the crying game and my left foot were they the one year the crying oh, okay. game probably no, didn't have Oscar the same year so maybe when my two left years foot after each other or three years in an 89-90 I have a feeling was the IFI even open I don't know but this, I remember hearing at some of these talks about how that was like the last time we had the big kind of amazing Oscar night and how people watched it live maybe the lighthouse would do something you would imagine but for themselves privately yeah exactly I think they'd have announced it by now if yeah. they were going to try and sell tickets yeah. it's a very hard licensing there might be licensing it's a very hard time to have a thing at, I mean there might be some secret lock-ins but uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's also on Sky Movies so. <coughs> cool so let's go watching it on ABC actors, actresses and the like Okay, so we start with actor in a leading role. So Leonardo DiCaprio is doing that. Yeah, done. End of. Yeah. I think he deserves it. Well, after all this, I am glad he's going to win. Yeah, Richard Brody, you the seen it, critic so for the New Yorker, had an interesting mm. piece where he was like, he did a wee summation of The Wolf of Wall Street, and he was like, yeah, this is the Oscar he should have won it for. Um, so I'm happy he's going to win it for The Revenant. 
Yeah. Yeah. Why, haven't you, why haven't you seen it? I would like to see it, but you miss it the first weekend because it was such a big Oscar film. Everyone else saw it, and I don't know. Like it's also it's pretty long, isn't it? Like two and a half hours or mm. something. So I think three. yeah, a three. Right there you go. There's one reason. It's um, very light on dialogue. Yeah. I don't know if you'd like it to be honest. No, but I, I mean, I would like, to, and I would really like to see it before Sunday. So it's uh, I'm it in discussions. List. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those where. But instead, like I want to see how it. to be single on Saturday. So you know, it's just got my priorities all around there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with yeah with the revenant, like uh, it is a big ups- upset. I think maybe for supporting actor is what do you call him? Mark Rylance. No, from the revenant, Ed Hardy, not Ed Hardy, Tom Hardy. Um, mm. he was sort but of where, like, Tom Hardy. Yeah, he's totally been thought, absent from. Yeah, but I think he just hates that himself. So he's not really doing anything. You've got Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight, Mark Rylance for British Spies. He might get that as an odd, but I don't think he's. Is he that I've, well known? I've picked him. I've picked him. Brilliant. Nigel's out of the running for the Oscars. No! Yeah, don't get cocky. <laughs> no I decided the Sylvester Stallone thing. I think, by the I, way, he the probably will, Colm has picked all the same uh, options as myself. So okay. that is very boring. Right. I, yeah. I've we'll figured out. On that. I have a couple of wild cards. So. Yeah. Um, but is Mark Rylance well enough known in... I mean, film circles but it's in America. Spielberg, like that's the is. whole power of the DreamWorksy thing. Is it he's yeah, such an actor's thing. actor as well, and like he totally is. I mean, and the theater background, he's got he's such the best props thing from, in that film. He's got such props from other actors. Yeah. So if, when mm. you're being you're being voted on by peers, I think he's kind of a very distinguished option. Yeah, and they like to honor like Bridge of Spies. Won't get love anywhere else. Yeah. I don't think, and um, maybe production design or something. But okay. I don't think so. I would. I ge- I genuinely do think. I don't even mean that as a jokey thing. I do think he. Okay. He can discount Christian Bale yeah. um, you can discount Mark Ruffalo probably even though he was good and it's a weird gorilla walking around spotlight yeah I think it's weird that Christian Bale is supporting I mean he's supporting to um, yeah are they all supporting uh, I think he's a total nonsense role in that film no but, but I mean he's he's arguably the lead oh, what's his name the other guy that does the funny films Steve Carell Steve Carell yeah. I, I mean they're kind of equal like I, I don't really understand why he's supporting I mean it's about him he was the first person like his character was the first I guess they figured he was crash. never going to mm. get in so we we didn't the actor in leading role being Brian Cranston Matt Damon Leonardo DiCaprio Michael Fassbender Eddie Redmayne four of those were pretty much locked in yeah Brian Cranston maybe being the only yeah uh, outsider so maybe they said oh let's try to there was a lot of talk initially that Eddie Redmayne might get it for the Danish girl as an upset but I couldn't see that happening uh, I don't know no mm. he got it last year so then actress yeah. everyone pretty much thinks it's going to be Brie Larson yeah is there any yeah. room for room some huh? sort of surprise? Mm. A bit of space for anyone else. I don't that, think so. No. Jennifer Lawrence for Joy would be. I'd be like, gas, brilliant. She's what? Not even thirteen. She's won two Oscars. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Um, actress in a supporting sure. role. It's very tight between Rooney Mara going on uh, odds for Carol and Alicia, Alicia Vikander for the Danish Girl. Yeah. What did you stump for? Alicia's got my money. Rooney Mara. You're just biased towards Carol. I absolutely. Think. Yeah. Absolutely. But. Um, Again, I think I don't know. I think like the Danish girl didn't seem to do much in America, so maybe we're getting a bit more uh, talk about it because it's got the British. Yeah. So is everybody? Are you Alicia as well? Yeah. Yeah, I went with Alicia. Um, so <laughs> you can it's s- all identical then. Yeah. No, 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 no. We've, what did we, you we disagreed on, on picture, um, picture, picture there contractor. at least. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And but maybe- this is what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure what I've written down. I'll have to wait. To oh right. Okay. Um, yeah. No. I. I. Like, I mean, I'm tempted to change if it's exact exact same as someone else because part of the fun is. Yeah. We might yeah. let people do one swap on that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do so people will have been following the Oscars and will have noticed 
understand as we've just read out all the main that there's zero black people nominated for the second year in a row again now you're the only person I think in the room who has seen Concussion yeah should he have been nominated no but yeah. the reviews are really poor I mean yeah, yeah. yeah. Will Smith, was really Will Smith kind has of a strong accent like it's a good accent but the role it's a terrible terrible Best film accent. I love him mm. yeah, yeah. I love American football I like Will Smith I like the I like the science of sport and the industry around it how it all works and yet I was pretty bored by the film like but Concussion is not a good to film to me the so. problem isn't that they're not being nominated but they're not in yeah. the films to start with you know and I mean yeah. I, they're like, not directing uh, they're not producing yeah, them they're exactly not, yeah. and so there is 100% is a problem it's not I mean but it's like any kind of social um, multicultural issues um, it's not the end thing that's the problem it's where it all begins you know and so you don't Mm. have and a friend of mine is a black actor and he's talked about how um, when you go for a role the unless it says black he will not be seen for an audition but like if it's just some guy in a Starbucks that gives the main character a coffee I mean there's absolutely no reason that character should be white rather than black or Asian or whatever but when it's not stipulated it's just assumed white mm. um, and that's kind of then I realised for myself like when I read books even when it's not stipulated I Which have this you know. prejudice I assume that the character is white and so there's that thing for casting films that I think is a, a way bigger problem than actually now yeah. no one this year getting a nomination and if you did an audit of the uh, race of all the producers of the casting directors um, of all the just the industry behind who've been nominated I think there's been four black producers nominated in the last like 50 yeah. years or something and if you think they usually fit five names in like uh, into each one like so um it's it's a huge huge mm. thing but Steve it's not McQueen as, as Ethan points out that it's them. not like and the same thing happened two years ago with The Butler which um, didn't get any love but again The Butler was a mad film it's great fun yeah but mm. like uh, it wasn't Forrest a great Whitaker. film though no I mean. it was fun wasn't it mm. it was kind of camp yeah. and silly but it wasn't one of the top so it's a pity kind of, of that year. this seems to have uh, like the whole issue about as you say I think it's a good distraction for not getting to the root cause of it like yeah. the studios and stuff are like okay let them worry about the Oscars if they're yeah. not nominated they'll get nominated next year maybe for certain things but that's also wrong then, too because you don't want token nominations no exactly either. yeah like the lady actress from 45 years come out and kind of said something along those lines where it was just like look, she was a don't. bit misinterpreted actually yeah. Charlotte Rampling um, so it is difficult. What we shouldn't forget is that 12 Years a Slave two years ago, which was a very diverse film in terms of its producers, director, cast and everything, mm. got nine nominations. So uh, and it's Stephen not Queen, a, well, that was a so strong film. Made and the so point the film gets be... through, it gets through the net if it's good enough. Yeah. He had, made, had to make the point though that when he was hiring assistant directors and producers, he just said it in the meeting. It was just like, I'm not going to be the only black person behind the camera on this shoot. You know, because he'd noticed it in other films, he was the only person who was like, I know it might be, you know, to- yeah. positive discrimination or something, but it's just like, we are hiring well, that's black interesting. people to do this. The, the, I always forget what they're called because they have a really long name, but like the Centre for Women in Film and Television, basically an American organisation, they have a lot of money and they, they do a lot of research on women in film. And they, they have this finding that I always think is really interesting where when you have a woman directing a film the amount of women working on in the crew uh, on the rest of the crew I think it increases by like 53% or something like it's a huge what, difference why is that? I mean I just it think just happens, I think or... uh, women are more likely to hire the women not as a prejudice but it's more equal I mean 53 is pretty much 50-50 you yeah. know whereas so sorry not that it increases by but by the amount of women it was 53 whereas when a man directs the average is like just under 20% that it's women working on 
funny, you know? Mm. So I think it would make sense then too if you have a black person at the head of the film that they're going to employ more black people throughout mm. the rest of the yeah, film. Yeah. I mean, that kind of be a good then, thing. You get a lot of female editors, you get female costume and makeup, um, but you don't get the female directors being nominated mm. and all these things or, that's the or, other thing but this year the trend isn't to talk like two years ago we um, well, it was more about female directors again that there was none um, because what's her face uh, Catherine Bigelow didn't get she's the only one her and Sophia Coppola are the only ones who ever get mm. a nod for any of these things because I don't so, think yeah. yeah sorry go ahead bit of trivia who don't. what female has hosted the most Oscars presented Whoopi yay correct she's hosted four and she's black Fact. Okay, so you're saying that they're not right. So, well, the the head of the academy is a, is yeah. who reads the nominations is also a black lady. Like, and so I'm sure they're quite embarrassed. By all yeah, I hadn't read all my questions for uh, people before I come in, so I can ask these to Nigel. I wouldn't have known any anyway. So, do you know who? Honey McDaniel. Yeah. <laughs> do you know who won the first best supporting actor? The first best supporting actor. Black person. Sorry. Oh, uh, I only the know because Gone with the Wind. Dead. No, that was. Sydney, oh no, that was her female. Sorry, male. Sydney Poitier won some early ones. Yeah, he oh, won. I guess he's coming to the dinner. No, he won oh. it for Lilies of the Field in 1963. Oh, did you watch the Baftas? Can I talk about Sydney for a minute? Uh, no, I was oh, at right. a film. I think he got a. Coincidentally, he got a um, an honorary thing. He's a bit of an overactor, like a little bit. Oh, his film's very good. Yeah, but I just was analysing and then I looked at some other stuff on YouTube and yeah, he's very, very over the top kind of... Okay. just going to go out there. He hasn't died. Like, he then he received a thing died, via yeah. satellite link. Jamie Foxx gave it to him along with his daughter and he was like, yeah, he's sort of near the end. But um, but then, like we say, <laughs> you know, on tokenism and it'll come eventually. But like in 2001 was the first time we had a lead actress winning Halle Berry in Monsters Ball. It was the first time ever. In the Same history year of the Oscars. Denzel won. Yeah, and but it was in nineteen eighty two that, that um Louis Gossett I don't know how you pronounce that. Uh, he was the best supporting actor in Officer and Gentleman. And oh, then yeah, that guy, yeah. what do you call him? Denzel won in eighty nine for Glory. So there you go. It's Denzel won too. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um do you want to go through some of the categories? Like wh- which one's got your eyes? So the one um, I always enjoy cinematography because I like uh, looking at these things. And in this we have uh, Carol, Ed Lockman. That was a lovely film, shot in sixty. Oh, uh, we know you think that. No, I yeah. know, but visually, yeah. The Hateful Eight. We all know about the seventy millimeter thing. We're going to see it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Mad Max again. Uh, is Roger Deakins going to win? No, Roger Deakins is has his thirteenth nomination, and he's in there for Sicario, oh. and he's not. I think everyone is saying that uh, Emmanuel Chivo Lubeski for The Revenant will win because it was all fair enough done with the natural light. But I, I think um, I did a public interview with Lenny Abramson, and he was talking about that, like the cinematography award that it always goes to people that shoot these really wide, lovely, you know, like Montana landscapes. And he's like, and he made the point, is which I completely agree with, that like, well, that's already there. It's already big and lovely and wide and you're just actually putting a camera in front of it now I think he may have had his own interest in yeah, yeah, yeah of course but like but I completely agree with that and I, I, I even before the nominations were, out, uh, nominations were out I was like why isn't Room getting a cinematography because it actually yeah. is in a tiny tiny space and makes it look good like surely that is much harder I, than like yeah. the Hateful Eight or whatever and, and getting this wide expanse well for some of them it becomes more a technical thing as well like the Hateful Eight they 
did it with the giant ridiculously sized cameras for the Revenant they had to drag them it was all natural they the chose that they, they made yeah, it more exactly. difficult for themselves yeah. so what so but I think them? it tells though in the film when you watch it that it's not all CGI yeah. and it really does tell and when you I think a bit of that feels to me her. like actors that make themselves ugly or fat or, or thin or yeah. whatever it is you know like put themselves through hardship so you'll give them yeah. an award so how do yeah so I don't know how you kind of rank it like with Carol a lot mm. of it was like all in the framing and it's shot in 16mm but I think people were more so about I think Carol w- was great because yes. when I went to see Brooklyn I was like yeah it's grand film but when I went to see Carol I was like that's New York in the 50s or late 40s early 50s yeah. or 60s I was just like Brooklyn not a bit of it you know, I, I preferred Brooklyn as well well a lot of it isn't it's only shot in New York for yeah like two but days, I think that can why, really you know? tell and it really yeah. comes through but I think Carol is much more um evocative of the time and Carol I left Carol thinking I, I thought that was a fine film I didn't love it like um, Nigel did or whatever but I thought I just remember thinking the cheekbones on all of them you know they have these amazing cheekbones but like even if an actor does have amazing cheekbones the fact that I noticed that is just about how they frame their faces and the amount of close-ups they've done and it is just really mm. well shot you know yeah so uh, that's the one I always keep my eye on um, the wackiest category this year I'm going to present to you is best original song we don't have it in our own little private ballot this is mad because yeah why don't we I wish we had that and not, instead we of score we added in as a last year? night or a late night kind of edition yeah I don't mind um, but, anyway, but presumably it's the, all sewn up no. no the best original song this year all five are nominated from films that no one else has so that, that haven't gotten any other nominations oh you know including mean? Fifty Shades mad. yeah Fifty Shades of Grey uh, Racing Extinction is that it Youth the Hunting Ground, which is a documentary, Spectre. Oh, like, well, Spectre, the song Spectre, was right on the wall is going to win that. Spectre. Do you think? Yeah. I didn't even think that Spectre, was very Spectre, that's the Sam Smith. James Bond, yeah. 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 That one. The Hunting Ground is a documentary Glow. about rape on college campuses. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Lady Gaga did something. Is Lady Gaga in there? Uh, yeah, she is. I can see her from here. The Hunting Ground music. Yeah, Lady, yeah Lady Gaga did the Hunting Ground one. Mm, okay. Okay. So like that's a mad category. Yeah, we should we should do something with that. Well, if if we've got like some kind of deal breaker numbers, okay, we yeah. should bet on it. Last yeah. minute tiebreaker. But um, I saw Sing Street. Just side note, last oh, week, and I pork, can you guys. totally see that getting a nomination for best original song next year. Um, again, maybe Irish interest. But uh, yeah, I really I thought there were some super. Did strong you like the film? Songs, yeah, loved it. I I'm loved a sucker for those kind of things. Are you yeah. suckers because it was literally filmed outside that window? Yeah, we're in this room. Yeah, this yeah. is like taking the film. Yes. We're here on Thomas Street. Yeah, uh, I know, but it's a great film. It's really uplifting. There's great awkwardness yeah. in it as well. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's, it's, out it's beautiful. Mid March, something like that. Grand St Patrick's Day or something. Seventeenth no. like of March is coming out. Patrick's is Day. It, yeah. yeah, the Friday. Actually, on yeah, St yeah. Day. When everyone goes to the cinema, <laughs> like what? Just ridiculous. Documentary, a lock for Amy. I wanted to try and see it all these. Um, yeah. I have seen three of them. I, uh, I think Amy. it's interesting that there's two Netflix ones. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. really interesting, isn't it? Like that they're they're getting into Oscar territory. What happened with Simone? I haven't seen it, but it strikes me it's as um, that's the that twenty chance. feet for stardom kind of thing. Uh, no, it's a very good documentary. I learned quite a bit about Nina Simone from it that I didn't know. That I was thought, oh, I thought I didn't know that. First of all, I thought she died a lot longer before she actually died, um, and it's a good insight. But what you realise watching it is just that all you're actually marvelling at is the performance footage like whereby she'll just be sat so down at the piano that she just it gives a bit of the darkness yeah and right. gives a bit of an insight into the darkness and how her work with the civil rights movement in the 60s race related so well that could, could swing something that's yeah. just why like, and Amy is the favourite oh, okay. but I'm wondering if there'll be something triggered where people are thinking maybe we'll pick 
So by um, that logic, an icon. is I straight out of Compton going to get the best original screenplay? For the screenplay? I don't know. Mm. Will people... But are the Academy voters swayable Well, like I that, think so. they've kind of turned it the, the Oscars because, well, they had Chris Rock presented beforehand, but they've come out with all the people like giving the awards, like presenting them and stuff, I think, are yeah. very multiracial and everything. Tyler Perry. Yeah. The Fast and Furious cast. Um, that was another one that was snubbed from song. Oh, anyway, yeah, you're going to have the great montage of the people who died. Yeah, yeah. Was Robin Williams this year? No. Well, last year. Um, I, mean, I think yeah. he would have been in 2015. I wonder. I don't remember. Yeah. Will we get Bowie? There's always that thing with someone who gets left oh, out. Oh, you will get Bowie. And then he someone was in Labyrinth. Yeah. 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 Oh, I know, but you know they, they have mm. cutoffs, and then there'll be someone's agent put in there, and you're like, there's a big there's a big politics on how you get into one of those yeah. things. I'm not sure we'd get in. At the, I don't think we're on that. No, probably not. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What Give it time, mm. and then foreign language film. Son of Saul is the bookie's lock. I have. I've seen, seen nothing. I'm going to see Son of Saul in the film festival on Sunday, on the day of the Oscars. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, and I've seen a war, the Danish and one, but and the gloaming, gloaming yeah, yeah. action packed Sunday. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a kind of not to be you know cynical, but it's a Holocaust survival film. So. Yeah. So, do you think that's going to work in its yeah, favor? It's going to win some of some. Yeah, it's the big favorite. Um, I would like to see Thebe. Thebe is out on Blu-ray in America, so we can watch that. You can order <laughs> order it uh, from Amazon. Probably get here by Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know about the other two. No, I mean, if these were on, I would. This would be the ultimate category if they're on Volta. Buy a pack for twenty quid, get the five foreign language films. But yeah, uh, release things. I think only one of those has actually come out in Ireland, as far as I know. I might be wrong. Yeah, no. Am I yeah. wrong? Did Mustang? I have no idea. Fair enough. Uh, no, research. no, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyone else? Any other categories anyone wants to shout about? No. No, it's, uh, best original score is probably going to be any Marconi, I would imagine. Yeah, there's mm. a couple of stories. Yeah, because he, when he got the Globe, uh, Quentin Tarantino went up and just went on some rant and told a few fibs. But, uh, yeah. Well, no, didn't he go up and, and sort of say, any Marconi's never been honoured with any award in America? And he's, he's won stuff. He's, I think he has Oscars and all this kind of thing. So yeah. he just missed it out. So I have um, one random last bit of trivia slash question. See oh, if you great. can figure it out. Okay. What connects... I didn't know what way to phrase it, but... Um, Do you know the answer? Did you read I the answer? I don't know. What kind of links Shaft and Inside Llewellyn Davis? <laughs> well, uh, you, uh, Ian and, uh, and our theme of what we're talking about. Race. No. The, the whole yeah. awards. They so were Oscars. both snubbed. They were both. They both got director nominations, but not best picture. No. Not really. It's much no. more tenuous than that. So Shaft <laughs> won a best Oscar for song in 1971. Was written by Isaac Hayes, and Inside Lois and Davis stars Oscar Isaacs, whose first name is Oscar and second name is Isaac. That is not even a connection, and you're now fired. That's not bad. No, no. I'm in charge of trivia next year. Yeah, not bad. Um, okay, I guess we'll wrap it up. Fork, you wanted to close us out with... Yeah, as Nigel mentioned earlier, 2005, Chris Rock hosted, and here on YouTube is his opening montage. It'll probably be a good opening montage uh, this year. This Sunday. The opening yeah. monologue. Monologue, sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, so. will be, it will be interesting. Like For a lot of them, there will be this underlying race thing, but I think we've maybe moved on now in the last kind of mm. month or so. Are there any big black stars bar Chris Rock that are art? Like, is it going to be the kind of like, oh, I can't go now because... Uh, well, Spike... Or they aren't going. Mm. Well, Spike Lee... Oh, no, sorry, that are going. Oh, they are. Oh. Don't know. Denzel. Yeah. 
usually good for these things. No? But I mean, they're not nominated, so I mean, yeah. it makes it difficult for them to go. You know, True, they have to like, get invites otherwise. Lee was like, "I'm not going." I was like, well, "Would he you wa- have been going anyway?" He anywhere? would have been going because he got an honorary award from the Academy last year, so he would have gotten to go this year. But like other people, it's like, "Well, you weren't automatically going along because you weren't True. nominated." Sorry, so. Will Smith's wife. Mm. Yeah, she announced Jada that Pinkett before Smith. he was on a plane. Don't be throwing sexism into racism <laughs> there. You know, he got off a plane and the reporters were like, "We hear you're not going to the Oscars," and he's like, "What?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah." Um, your wife said you aren't going he's like oh yeah yeah we're not going mm-hmm. so anyway here's Chris Rock alright thanks very much everyone bye alright welcome to the 77th and last Academy Awards so great night tonight we have like four black nominees tonight so great it's kind of like the Death Oscar Jam tonight now remember when you were a kid and every movie was incredible every movie was magic Oh, they were all great. Then you grow up and you watch some of those same movies and you're like, Rocky V sucks. <laughs> now, I love the Oscars. You know why I love the Oscars? Because the Oscars are the only show, the only award show where the people getting awards don't perform. That's right. There's no acting at the Oscars. None at all. You go to the Grammys, they're singing. You go to the Tony Awards, they singing and dancing. You go to the Sauce Awards, they singing, dancing, and shooting, okay? <laughs> but there's no acting at the Oscars at all. Can I get a little acting? Just a to be or not to be, a Morgan Freeman do a shampoo commercial, something, right? <laughs> like, the only acting you ever see at the Oscars is when people act like they're not mad, they lost. <laughs> like, I remember one year when uh, Halle Berry won the Oscar, Nicole Kidman was smiling so wide, she should have won an Emmy at the Oscars for her great performance. Now, this year in Hollywood, some of the most controversial movies no one wanted to make, man. Some of the best movies of the year nobody wanted to make, man. You know, one of my favorite movies this year was uh, Fahrenheit 9-11. Fahrenheit 9-11 was beautiful. Mike, yep. Michael Moore did not get nominated for an Oscar, okay? Right now, Michael Moore's going, I should have just made Supersize Me. <laughs> I've done the research. <laughs> hey, hey, I, you know, a lot of people like to bash Bush. I'm not gonna bash Bush here tonight. I saw Fahrenheit 9-11. I think Bush is a genius. I think Bush did some things this year You, nobody in this room could do. Nobody in this room could pull off, okay? Because Bush basically reapplied for his job this year. Now, could you imagine applying for a job, and while you're applying for that job, as a movie in every theater in the country that shows how much you suck at that job? <laughs> It'd be hard to get hired, wouldn't it? But I watched Fahrenheit, I learned some stuff, man. Bush did some things you could never get away with at your job, man. Never, ever, ever. You know, when Bush got in the office, they had a surplus of money. Now there's like a $70 trillion deficit. Now, just imagine you worked at the Gap. (laughs) You closing out your register and it's $70 trillion short. The average person would get in trouble for something like that, right? Not Bush, no. Then, then he started a war. That's cool, support the troops, he started a war. Now, just imagine you worked at The Gap. You're 70 trillion behind on your register, and then you start a war with Banana Republic. Because you say they got toxic tank tops over there. 
You have the war. People are dying. A thousand Gap employees are dead. That's right, bleeding all over the khakis. You finally take over Banana Republic and you find out they never made tank tops in the first place. <laughs> See, at least they make movies for white people to enjoy. Real movies with plots, with, with actors, not rappers, with real names, like, 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 you know, like, you know, catch me if you can, you know, like, save it, private rhyme. Black movies don't have real names. You get names like Barbershop. That's not a name, that's just a location. Barbershop, cookout, car wash. They've been making the same movie for 40 years. That's right, you know laundromat's coming soon. And after that, check cash in place. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one.